I used to sit in the preschool in tears. All the man really has to do on the day of birth is find a good parking spot. <laughs> dad, Dad, catch this! Boom, I've done a poo! Stop stabbing your sister. From the news desk to the nursery. Mum! This is the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Yes, this is the time of the week where we scout about for the wisest experienced and often most opinionated parents. We want to know their thoughts on the stories and events circling around in the parenting world. Jacinta Tynan is one of our parents today. She's the author of Mother Zen and a Sky Sky News presenter. She has two boys. Hi, Jacinta. How are you? Hello, Siobhan. Great to be here. And we have Ryan Johnson. He's representing the dads out there. He's an actor and father of one little girl. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Jacinta. Hi, Ryan. You didn't say hi to me, but I thought I'd just chuck that in. Oh, that was very polite. Thanks for putting that out. That's nice. That's nice. Um, So I have one question I would like to start with, even though it has been and gone. It has been a topic of conversation this week. Um, Are you a Halloween lover or hater, Jacinta? I love it. Yeah, me too. I didn't know you were going to ask me that question, but I just love that uh, the concept of all the kids out on the street, the sense of community, and you don't see people interacting like that anymore. Yeah. So if we have to we have to throw in the lollies as a kind of conduit for that. Yep. It's a bit frustrating, but we'll take it. And the excitement of the kids deciding what they're going to wear and the whole street out in crazy costumes, I love it. Bring it on. Yeah. How about you? Um, I wasn't into it at first, but like you, then I saw my daughter dressed up as a little ghoul with <laughs> gaunt makeup on and she still had <laughs> she cheeks. She did that herself. And yeah, and she does everything exactly the same as her best friend Saskia who lives next door. So they looked identical. My wife put up. Um, put put makeup on both of them, and I was sold immediately. I was like, <laughs> go eat candy or lollies, as we say. Oh, everyone, yeah, that's yeah. my only thing. Yeah. I took um, somehow I ended up with about eight children behind me on the streets, um, leading all these school kids around yeah. with a broom. Yeah, and they were walking down the street. Two of them going candy, yeah. candy, and I was like, "No, it's lollies, lollies, people." Yeah. I mean, that's an annoying <clears throat> thing to do anyway. Yeah. Just yell out, but it's like Macca's one... chips, not French fries. You know that that kind of thing. Like, there's those little. But French you fries, know. you have to distinguish, right? They're the thin really? chips. Okay, but we digress. We do. Uh, digress. I was, was, was going to say, <laughs> who's the journalist this, in the room? This is what you do with the lollies, though. It's easy, yes. guys. I've, oh, yes. I'm a bit ahead of you. I'll tell you. you just okay. you mm. let them get as many as they want. Mm. Mine have got little plastic pumpkins, so mm-hmm. they collect them. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, and then I just got them home and them myself. It's ah, good call. We just yeah. Obviously them out. not in front of they them. They don't notice. Well, my, my son did say the other day, you're eating one of my lollies. Yep, I am. I took you around the streets. <laughs> that would not go down in our house. That would be like a good solid hour of, Daddy ate my lolly. Just, just do it at night. Just yeah. do it when they can't see it. Okay, cool. Today we are going to be talking about whether children should stand up for adults on public transport. Is it ever okay for your parents to get involved in your love life and your favourite and most feared movies as a kid? But our first topic of today is what is the worst kids show or activity you now love because your kids love it? There's just a stupid kid show. Just a stupid kid show? Never tell anyone about this, okay? I will literally come at you like a breeze block of pain. This week, writer Darren Levin wrote about how his daughter has got him hooked on the reality TV show The Block, a show that, by the sounds of things, he wouldn't have watched otherwise. Ryan, what has your daughter got you hooked on? She's got me totally hooked on this show called Bluey on the ABC. 
It's so gorgeous. Um, it's about a family of dogs and they live in Brisbane and they use real locations around Brisbane. And as opposed to another show that she can't live without, Paw Patrol, which is just like visual and audio vomit <laughs> in your face. And, no, and there's one woman in the whole thing. Who just barely has much to do. Um, this is great. It, it's about these two little kids and they're just always playing and their dad's like right in the middle of things all the time and... and there's this beautiful episode where the youngest doesn't have the courage to tell her dad that he plays a bit too rough. And I was like, <clears throat> I can relate. You know? <laughs> it wasn't about whether your daughter was relating. It was yeah, you yeah. were relating. But but it, it's all about, it, it's just, it's just, it has this slower pace to it. There's these really lovely kind of um, Aussieisms in there where like they have an episode where the balloons are not allowed to touch the ground and it goes into the neighbor's house. And the neighbours are helping out and they're trying to keep the balloon off the ground. And the dad next door goes, oh, I've done me hammy. You get on it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I think that would sell overseas. People would somehow just know what it means, even though it's so iconically us. You need to audition for that show. Yeah. It, well, Dave, Dave McCormack plays the dad from Custard. So I'm kind of fanning anyway. Yeah, right. I was going to say, I thought yeah. you were going to say, I'm going to go kneecap him so I can <laughs> yeah. take his job. <laughs> yeah. We're on air. It's live. People can hear you, Ryan. Jacinta, what about you? So I've got, I'm one of those mums that doesn't let my kids watch much television, but they get a bit confused because when Horrible Histories comes on, I'm like, shush. <laughs> Have you seen that show? It is so no. awesome. No. Is it really? It's a lesson, I guess. So it's a it, it is a a British comedy troupe. It's very Monty Python esque, and they're it's educational because yeah. they're telling. So this stories. is an ABC one too. Yes, ABC for kids, and it's telling stories of history with songs and rapping and really funny parodies of, of reality TV shows. So they've got, you know, Wife Swap in the Middle Ages. And so, they, so they're showing, <laughs> showing off the different, um, you know, the different uh, classes and so on. And so they've got sections called the Savage Stone Age and the Groovy Greeks. And <laughs> I've got to check it out. I'm totally going to go so watch awesome. this. There's an element of dagginess to it. They're, Joan of Arc is rapping. <gasps> wow. About, about her, you know, about her life. And then they threw me to the, <laughs> the savages. <laughs> They burnt me at the stake. And there's a section called Stupid Deaths. So they go, Stupid Deaths, Stupid Deaths. And the Grim Reaper's sitting there and he's like, Tell me how you died. So these people in history will have to tell the story. He goes, Oh, all right, you're through next. It is so hilarious. And you learn so much. And then these little bits pop up, these little cards will pop up and go, This actually happened. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm checking cool. that one oh, out. I've yeah. sold you, haven't I? You have sold. And Sean the Sheep, of course. Oh, Sean the Sheep. My son told me he didn't like Sean the Sheep the other day, and I said, I'm sorry, you have to leave the family. <laughs> He's only four and a half. He didn't know well, where to go. You just sit there and watch it on your own. Horrible, I, I might have been known to do that with Horrible History. Horrible Histories I could watch because it happened a long time ago, and you can sort of put it to like, oh, that happened ages ago. There's no way it'll happen now. But air crash investigations. <laughs> Don't Your daughter's wa- not like, watching that issue. No, but I'm just saying, don't watch it. You'll never get on a plane again. No. Just, there's a tangent. You just actually, my boys, my boys are a bit you're obsessed like, with Horrible deaths. The well, way people actually, die. You just, what you're saying just reminded me, my kids are obsessed with um, Chasing Monsters, which is this Netflix series of this guy who goes around the world trying to catch really big fish. Wow. It's actually really good. Is it? And it's he, a fishing he, show. Yeah, it's a fishing show. Yeah. And he he catches these mammoth fish um, and he'll go in the swamps in America where there's like, like gators everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And then there's one scene where he was jumping in the water to catch frogs for dinner. 
Oh my goodness. And my kids are obsessed with it and I, I hate fishing, but I will watch you got that show. In. Mm. Yeah. The things our children introduce us they, to. That's very they, true. They are the teachers. <laughs> I'm not flossing yet, but we're, we're too young for that. <laughs> You guys don't even know what I'm talking no, about. No, I do, but oh. for a moment I thought you were talking about the teeth flossing. <laughs> I thought he was. Okay, what have I He's missed? talking about the dance, the floss. Oh, of God, yes, of course. My boys are very good at that, actually. Yeah. Very yeah. Can you do it, right? The floss? No. I mean, no one's going to see me. I can try, but it's sort of like this. <laughs> no. Like, Ryan's doing yeah. a Latino listeners. version. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got it, listeners. She bangs. She bangs. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, I wish we had a, a camera here. Uh, I'm Siobhan Hunt. You're listening to the Parent Panel. Uh, we have our two parent guests today, uh, Sky News reporter and presenter, sorry, Sky News presenter and both. author. Both. Uh, Jacinta Titan, her book is Mother Zen, actor Ryan Johnson, who also sometimes doubles as Ricky Martin, apparently. We just saw. Only in the studio. (laughs) In just a moment, teaching respect for our elders. Should children always give up their seats to adults on public transport? All right, there's only so many seats on the bus. Kids today just sit on their bus, staring at screens. They respect the elders and do as they're told. I'll save you a seat on the bus. Etiquette coach William Hansen recently tweeted, I think he's British, children over the age of five should give up or at least offer their seats to adults. It's an essential way to teach them respect for their elders. Writer Susie Catchpole um, in Australia disagrees, saying that it's an outdated social expectation. Jacinta, do you agree with Susie or does William have a point when it comes to respecting your elders? When I was at school, we used to commute. I used to commute for an hour and a half in each direction. So I spent a lot of time on a train and we had to stand for our elders or they would report you to the school and then you'd be called in and it was a major offence. Wow. So it's sort of embedded. Oh, that's that much of a shock. I thought that was just a dumb thing. So it was embedded in me. But I actually think it's a good thing because I know I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound very ancient here, but there's just not enough respect for our elders anymore. There's not. So if it starts there, that's a good thing. And if standing up, you, you don't need the seat. You're a kid. You can stand up. It's fine. Except we couldn't do much study, but that was a good excuse. You'd say, I didn't get to study, mum, because I had to give up my seat. So ingrained in me, and I still will go to do it if I, if I ever Well, we should as adults. I mean, not maybe necessarily for, you shouldn't stand up for me, Jacinta, but maybe you should stand There's up for There's a hierarchy of age and need, I would say. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I think if it's an elder who's, you know, has a walking frame or some kind of uh, person with a disability, but if I get onto a bus and say there's a parent with their five-year-old sitting, I'm not going to judge the parent for like, not son, there's a there's a 39-year-old male standing there. Perhaps you should, you know, stand up and, and let him sit down because that's good manners. I'd be like just feeling weird. Uh, and I I'd, I'd probably wouldn't expect school kids to stand for me. But, uh, you know, oh, once, I would. Once, once I hit... <laughs> If it it was a really crowded train and I was with my daughter, it'd be kind if one of them just offered us a seat so she could sit in my lap and we had a little bit of space. Because sometimes when you're dealing with little people and there's like all these big people and legs everywhere and bags swinging about, it can be really stressful. But I I don't understand that that etiquette side of things. I think five's quite young to expect them. I mean, maybe eight, seven or eight. It's not about the seat, is it? It's about teaching them the respect. And so if that's a way to do it, and it's a great way to demonstrate it, because you can sit there and say to them all you like, respect your elders. Mm. They're not going to get it. But that's a good way of showing it. True. That's a good point. There's somebody standing. Why don't we see if they want our seat? 
So if they can reach the overhanging kind of handle thing. I'm thinking maybe he's maybe five year olds in the UK are really tall because my my five year old could not reach something to hold on to. Yeah. But which five year olds on a train on their own? I mean, like, (laughs) what world does this guy live in? No, maybe I think he was making a comment to right, the parents right. that they should be insinuating. Yeah. Can, hey, darling, can you stand up for that man to sit next to me? You go stand over there. Thanks. <laughs> Ridiculous. I've got to say, I did see a, a school, a high school boy um, get up once um, on the bus to automatically got up. And in my impression was that he'd been taught that by his school. No, he would have been put on detention if he didn't like I was. <laughs> exactly. But I was really impressed because even if that was why he did it in such a um, chivalrous way and it was for an older person so they definitely needed the seat but that is my pet hate on public transport. I started sitting up the front of buses and in that carriage in trains because I saw so many people just sitting down and not standing up for older people yeah, or that's pregnant different. women. Yeah. And I get so Pregnant ladies different. Yeah. yeah. So when this young kid did it, I was, I mean, he was high school, so not too young, but I was like, that is really, You almost I'm wanted so to touched. call the school and say, Yes, I hey, saw boy. Everyone calls to complain, but I've got some good news. I, I would, I wanted to give him a hug. That would have been not only inappropriate, but someone probably would have called the police on me. But so the, the, we have determined today, us three. There's a hierarchy yeah. of need of who you need to stand up for, yes. and there's a hierarchy of the age you're supposed yes. to stand up. Yes. Should we say high school? Maybe prim- halfway through primary. Hmm. If you Year can, five and six. I mean, stand. we are laying the law down here. So I, I mean, I find in elevators, I always make a point of sort of letting people leave first. I don't know why. It's sort of there's something about elevators where I'm like, after you, I don't know. Maybe it's a safety thing, so people feel safe. Or <laughs> but but the other day, you. yeah, I was with my daughter, and there were these three girls, teens, got in, and they were just talking about whatever was going through their heads at that second, and. <laughs> Just as, um, and, and when the doors opened, it was like we didn't exist and they walked off. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, kids these days, you know, no respect. Like they could have at least acknowledged we we're in the lift. Because you were never like that. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised that they were teenage girls and they didn't turn around and go, oh, oh my God. Brian my mum loves your doctor, show. Doctor, doctor. <laughs> Next, we're going to move on from that. Otherwise, we might say inappropriate things to Ryan. Um, Is it ever okay for your parents to interfere in your love life? I noticed you were looking at that when I came in. It's an antique polygraph machine. Is that what that is? Because I've seen these before, but I never saw one actually up close. You know what? Why don't you try that on? Oh, that's okay. Oh, come on. We'll have some fun. I'll show you how it works. Yeah, I, 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 I shouldn't. Well, why should you be afraid? You have nothing to hide. <laughs> no, I know. I know you know, so there shouldn't be any problem. No, there's no problem. Oh, try it on. That was Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller in Meet the Parents, possibly the most cringeworthy comedy where a dad does not approve of his daughter's choice in husband. Um, I recently discovered, I'm a bit slow off the mark, but there was a, there's a reality show called um, Bride and Prejudice, which is basically could have been inspired by Meet the Parents. It follows several couples who want to wed someone their family doesn't like. One of the brides has children and is older than her partner. And this week, her parents said that the partner is only after her money and it will damage her future and the future of her children if she went ahead with the marriage. Of course, it's a reality TV show, so we can take it with a grain of salt. But it did make me wonder, is there ever a situation where it's okay for your parents 
to intervene in your love life. And before I ask you to answer that question, Ryan, I want to keep in mind that one day our children may choose a partner we deem inappropriate. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, Look, this show, let's get started on that. I work with a network and, you know, I speak to the publicity people who deal with both drama and what they call reality. And it is so far removed from reality. A lot of these situations are so forced and produced and cooked up that it's it's really not like a guide or like <laughs> a reference on <laughs> life. But at the same time, people eat it up. So mm. it is important to talk about. But the interesting thing they were telling me, just this is another side note, is that in the old days, these things were a social experiment, like Married at First Sight was a social experiment. Now it's become supersized. And, and now applicants have watched so much of this stuff that they create personas to create more drama, more drama to create mm. more of a profile. And then they get more Instagram followers and then they can sell vegan protein powder in <laughs> Bondi. You know, after the 800th perfect shot for the rest of their days. Um, but I don't think it's okay for parents to intervene. I think unless... This is on. This will be on air forever. Yes. So when your gorgeous little girl yes. to brings this. her first boyfriend yeah, yeah. home and you're like, yeah. mm-mm-mm. You will I, play it back. Keep going. Look, I think, yeah. I think if it's a situation where uh, the parents have maybe addiction issues or if there's danger, if there's, you know, a, a situation where one of them is really unsafe, that's the next level. But if it's just the day-to-day things like, oh, you're giving them gluten or, you know. <laughs> I, Has I was anyone always... ever said that to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just checking. But it, that sort of thing would chip away at you to the point where I think you'd just start avoiding family functions and it's, you know counterproductive. Are we on the same wavelength? Are we talking about intervening in, mar- in marriage? I think you're talking about intervening in your parenting, aren't you? Oh, either. You're going off on a, he's gone off on a tangent. Are you just talking about dating, who they're, who they're seeing? Dating, marriage. Really like yeah, right. I thought you meant like, like, is it okay for parents to intervene in parenting? Yeah, well, oh, you, God, no. He's riffing. That's never he's, he's okay. Riffing. He didn't listen. He didn't, oh, did he? Oh, oh should have read, point, listened. Oh, well, that's my problem, isn't it? I don't listen. <laughs> he needs a script. <laughs> um, so intervene in who you're dating? Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, so. look, they, they, they do that with their eyes, don't they? Uh, <laughs> That's enough. (laughs) And I've always been in that situation where my parents get more attached to my partner than me anyway. So it's like, (laughs) especially, you know, with my wife. But they're like, if, you know, if anything happened there, they'd be like, oh, we liked you so much, Ryan. (laughs) Are you saying that your parents like your wife more than you? you I think my family do. (laughs) Okay, Jacinta, now that we know that you're on topic, tell me what you think. Is it ever okay? It's never gonna it's never gonna end well. You're never gonna listen to your parents on that. I have to say though, I sort of wish sometimes they might have <laughs> intervened. <laughs> stepped in. <laughs> bit Why of, didn't bit you of say wisdom might have gone that. not gone astray. Uh, but no, I wouldn't have listened. Because we don't. And you have to let I know it's a cliche, but we have to you have to let people learn their own mistakes. Because that's how you grow. So if your parents turned around and said he's no good for you, it's always going to backfire because then later on you it's someone else who doesn't work out. And you say, if you only let me marry him. So I think parents know that. Do we get that? We might get that memo when the, mm. the kids are born. I'm not sure. Not what, that they won't listen to anything we say. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually more powerful to say nothing mm. and then pick up the pieces should it all fall apart. And also we do know what we're doing and our parents don't necessarily know us as well as we do. They think they do, don't they? But they don't. And so... 
we have to we just have to trust our kids gosh I won't it'll be really hard when my when you come back to bite me with this in a few years but we yes. do have to trust them we have yes. to I'm let them go well let it, them it feels trust to that me they know like, what they're doing it it feels to me like that is going to be again one of the harder things of parenting is mm. the older they get letting That's them right. make their own mistakes but particularly when relationships come into it like if it's marriage and you know it's going to be long term well the ideal is that it's long term that must be incredibly hard or for even parents if it's just your to... teenager off in their room you know with their boyfriend oh, or girlfriend you you're not like hey guys anyone for juice or um tea knock knock yeah just me <laughs> I, I had a boyfriend once and his mum used to knock on the door do you guys want to come out for coffee yeah <laughs> he was still living at home we were in our 20s um hi, want to watch is... some netflix i'll watch whatever you guys want to watch let's just do it out here in the lounge room where everyone's together <laughs> do you know my little boy though he already tells me he has a girlfriend and i found myself saying he said which one it was and i said oh she's really nice i was really happy about that <laughs> even now i'm nothing you know it's just Nothing, of course, but I just was pleased with his choice. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be a bit hard to deal with as time goes on. I spoke to his mother and said it's a good choice, isn't it? Her mother, I mean. So we could we could be in-laws. I could yeah. get along with you. I wonder if that we happens. We had a Christmas together. I wonder if that happens. Where like the in-laws size each marriage. other. Marriage. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. yeah. I mean that's how they used to do it. Mm. Yeah. 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 We we like the Simpsons. Could you date their daughter? <laughs> You had to choose The Simpsons. Actually, yeah. though, if it was The Simpsons yeah. and it was Lisa, then again, I bet you guys should be a good pick. Yeah, Lisa would be a good yeah. choice. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation. We're obviously uncovering some pure gems of wisdom here on how to deal with life as a parent. I'm Siobhan Hunt. My guests today who are offering up this wisdom are Jacinta Tynan, author and Sky News presenter and actor Ryan Johnson. Our last topic in just a moment, your favourite movie as a kid and the one that scared you the most. on a high note there with Star Wars theme track movies. They can leave quite an impression if you see them early in your life. Um, I have three questions for my guests. One, what was your favourite film growing up? Two, which movie scared you the most? And three, what movie do you most look forward to watching with your kids? Jacinta, I'll start with you. What was first? I know, I was thinking that is the I can't keep quintessential up. rule. Triple Too many questions. questions. What yeah. was your favourite film? Oh, have a guess. Sound of Music. Such a cliche. <laughs> I, I swear to God, we've just discovered that in our house. Well, my wife's always watched it, but my daughter's just discovered it, and I'm on the journey, and I've watched it now like eight times, and it's eight? amazing. Only eight? Wow. Well, only in like two weeks. It's a long movie. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I, loved, I loved Grease, and I remember going to see Grease, and it was quite funny. I think I was about 10 and my mother was horrified and was saying, oh, what is this? And I heard her on the phone later talking to a friend and she said, oh, it's so terrible. And she was probably saying it was inappropriate. I couldn't work it out. But I remember, and this is a good lesson as parents, because I remember listening to her saying, what is she talking about? Because all I'd noticed was the singing and the dancing and the fun. And I'd missed the bit about Rizzo getting pregnant and I'd missed the sex and I'd missed all that. It went over my head. So it's Beauty good to know dropout. that. Whereas my mum was so worried that we'd seen this... this uh, teenage pregnancy even though the actress was I think 30 and so <laughs> but it but I didn't it got it went over my head so Greece and Sound of Music 
Okay. Maybe the best. Well, why don't we can move recite to every word? Ryan. Oh, we'll have to t- pick that up with you later. Uh, Ryan, we'll go with you for favourite movie. Then we can compare and okay, contrast. Okay, I had to write down a few. Okay, but then go for it. There's not that many. He's an actor. Breakdance 1 and 2. <gasps> Amazing movies. They're actually made by a couple of crazy Israelis who made like 100 films in 10 years or something. And this was like two of the films that actually took off. Uh, the Boy Who Could Fly, um, Labyrinth, Goonies, Thrashin, skateboarding movie. Gleaming the Cube, skateboarding movie. I thought you said there were only a few. <laughs> Home Alone and Frog Dreaming. Frog Dreaming was like this Aussie film with the guy from um, E.T., Elliot from E.T. in it. And it was a, it was like a kind of kids' adventure movie that they made here. Wow. Yeah. I have to look that one up. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And Malcolm. Sorry. There you go. Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, movies that scared you the most, Jacinta? Mm. Jaws. Again, I'm a bit cliche, aren't I? But I was terrified. I, I actually have not really got back in the ocean since then. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's really sad. Well, I, I go in. The water. I, I go in. If I go in. I love the beach, so I'll go in. But I'm literally, <gasps> yeah. get in, get out, because of that movie. And I even had the good fortune of going to Universal Studios as a kid. So I saw the mechanical shark. So I know that it's not real, but it's still in my head. And also I was freaked out by E.T., Really? Oh no! I of love just because you're going to lose something at the end, like no, you fall in love the, and there's the creature lost. was too scary, and he might appear in my bedroom. But also, Spoiler. I mean, there's so many because I'm a bit freaked out. By in fact, my son gets very scared in movies, and his teacher said, "Oh, it always happens to the ones with big imaginations." So I think I mean, must be that must be what it is for me because I was scared in Star Wars. I couldn't watch Star Wars. I've only just watched it now for the first time. And loving so I was it, scared I in Passion of the Christ. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> That's the most violent, awful thing I've ever seen in my life. Of course it is. Yeah. How old were you when you watched oh, it? Oh, like in my 20s. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. I'm like, yeah. I know you're young, but you're not that young. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was terrifying. When uh, you were a child, tell me. A scary movie was mm. um, uh, the sequel to Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz, with the Wheel Men. They These, were scary. The scariest they things ever. Do you remember them? I Jacinta? haven't seen that one. They had, like, and they I had, won't be. They had no. wheel feet and, and wheel... Arms and and then they had these Freaky. crazy heads that could look around corners and through cracks and stuff and it was just it, I looked them up today and I still got scared looking at them. Yeah, that does, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm. Any others? So you only had uh, one that was that scary. really scared me. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was that was the one. I that was really terrified of the Oompa Loompas in Charlie oh, the yes. Chocolate Factory. Yes. Yeah, but the no payoff, needs the payoff be... was worth it with Chocolate Rivers and. No, I just totally freak me out. I mean, the only people you see that orange is someone who's overdone the spray tan, am I right? And now there are more people who overdo the spray tan. Maybe kids aren't afraid of Oompa Loompas who are bright orange. But at the time... I I can't remember the name of the movie. There was this one movie I remember just came on TV when I was little. And this guy's in a nightmare sequence and he walks into a room and this little girl stares him with a teddy bear. And she pulls off the teddy bear's eye and blood comes out of it. And like... it, it. I couldn't go into it's rooms in the movie? dark. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was oh. just on. And was I was a kid. His, his hashtag yeah. bad parenting. Yes. <laughs> so if anyone knows the movie, <laughs> shout me out on Twitter. <laughs> and don't show it to so your kids. So he can do some regression therapy. <laughs> yeah. And clear it. Yes. Jacinta, what movie would you like, um, do you most look forward to sh- watching with your kids? I'm really enjoying actually finding movies that I have forgotten about or never actually watched so that they can do the classics. So we have movie nights and I'll say, you choose the movie, but I've had to start intervening because of course they just go for all the same old things. So recently I showed them the original Mary Poppins. I love that movie. That's another one I've just discovered. 
because I have a little girl now and we've watched it so many times. Oh, <laughs> the Banks' parents are like the greatest performance in, in cinema history. They're so funny. So theatrical. So good. And, then, and, the little, and the little cartoon characters come on. The animated figures come on to yeah. the set. They, so they good. They don't do that anymore. Nice. Yes. And they're doing dance scenes with, with And when uh, she looks at herself Eliza, in the mirror, Alia and I Eliza do it all Doolittle. the time. I'm mixing up my when, Eliza Doolittle's in it, isn't her, she? Her mirror image does the kind of operatic moment and then she's like, cheeky. My daughter and I do that together all the time. We think it's hysterical. It people, Cheeky. <laughs> we tried to watch Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, which has oh, Mr. Banks. Oh, that's a good idea. The same actor. It's not as good. Same director. Mm. Not as good. Not as In good. fact, I'd like a bit of a list if you have any. And also, yeah. I, I haven't shown them Back to the Future yet, but I'm keen to. That was, that was mine. Yes, Back to the Future. I was about to say Back yeah. to the Future right. and um, Never Ending Story. They're the two ah, that I can't wait to show. Yes. Any others? Because I want your list. I like yeah. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. It has to be for oh. older children because I think that would be scary, but I love that. Tamara really says that kid. when she was a little girl, David Bowie was her first sort of like, oh, hello. Well, he was wearing the pants. Yeah. What's the best line which in the wardrobe movie? Or Malia, uh, is there, there's, a, there's a few. No, just read them the books, Jacinta. Yeah, well, we do. It's also <laughs> nice to <laughs> give me my... a break if we can chill out and watch the film. Uh, they're all pretty good, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. I can't wait until they can watch the rest of the Harry Potter films because I can't, you can't read the books from a certain point. Yeah. And so they, they're kind of suspended in this point of just after, well, the Philosopher's Stone was the first book, right? Yeah. And I, I, I think we've let them watch The Prisoner of Azkaban, but there's so much more that I happens know. and my kids are just in that, they can't it's go any further. It's a bit terrifying to, to move forward. Yes. But, but the books are way better. I know. So they am are I better. the only person that has not seen a Harry Potter film or read the book? Uh, no, there's some out there. Okay, maybe good. two others. My my son won't let me. We've got the book. I bought it. Actually, it was a gift. And I've yeah. tried for a year now. Come on, why don't we just try? And he says, No, it's too scary. I can't get through. I, I tried a Lord of the yourself. Ring. I was the same. I. How long is that going to go for? Then there's all the hobbits. <laughs> what about Mrs. Doubtfire? I hear I'm. That's to show that amazing. To my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. We could get a whole list together. I think we have to take this off air and uh, Ryan can Getting even with Jacinta. Dad. Sorry, got it in. <laughs> getting even with Dad. Parent Trap's actually really good. We saw like, that guys, We're going to so, take it. We're, we're getting the slit throat thing from the producer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. They're, they brought you a cane on and they're pulling you out by the neck. I think I know what that means. I think uh, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, Ryan Jacinta, it has been so much fun having you on the show. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. That was Jacinta Tynan, author and Sky News presenter and actor Ryan Johnson. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.